entertaining life. Thrillers, mystery, action, and steamy love scenes? Well, you've come to the right place. Join me as I read chapters from my debut novel exclusively for my subscribers. You ready? My name is Janae, and this is The Lady of Death. Your discretion is advised. The Lady of Death, Chapter 2, The Legend Trouble As I gently pushed open the do- the as I gently pushed open the bedroom door, the most obnoxious whine came from it, screwing up my hole in like a ninja move. Annoyed, I fumbled around for the overhead lights, illuminating the lavish room. Way too much, and it screamed bougie. But my focus wasn't on the colorful matching decorative furnishings. My eyes searched for the exits of the room. One entrance and a balcony. If she jumped, it would make this job so much easier. The air was thick with the nauseating toilet water, like from a literal toilet. Most high society women doused themselves in it. They better hope they didn't get next to an open flame. The telltale inklings of a migraine slammed into my brain. Jesus Christ, this funk justifies this hit alone. High society chicks. I hated them, how they lorded their wealth over the poor. Northern parish housed the ridiculously wealthy and those tasteful races. It went hand in hand. They could fuck off. People weren't worrying about that kind of thing. They wanted to work, pay bills, eat, and sleep. They knew they didn't compete. I was one of those people. My people were a population the wealthy would regret running into in a darkened alleyway, but that's a given. While stealthily creeping across the room, I made a mental note not to do these kinds of jobs too much. Once I reached the bed, my gaze fell on the woman with smooth ivory skin, copper red hair, and a slim body fitted into a rose-colored silken nightgown. I rolled my eyes. The mark lay on her side with a black satin sleeping mask. I snatched the mask off her face. What? Who? My mark looked around, pivoting her eyes until her gaze rested on my face. The expected look of confusion lasted for two seconds, then zeroed in on the handgun. She bolted upright, as though a surge of electricity raced up her spine. Her jaw hung open. Before she uttered a word, I cocked my weapon and placed it into the woman's startled open mouth. Save your words and don't scream. Got it? Vivian nodded. Satisfied, I removed my weapon, sliding it into my waistband. I dug in my bag for a flex cuff, affixing it to my captive's wrist. Take what you want. I I I won't call anyone, I promise. In fact, I have a hundred thousand in my safe. If you untie me, I can get it for you. Ignoring her, I searched for the gag, but it wasn't there. I would have screamed if it wasn't unprofessional. As comical as it was, I was the face of my business. I gave an impotent groan. Great job, Zan. Now I have to listen to this bitch's mouth until I finish. How do I proceed? I blew a straight white curl off my forehead. Vivian scooted to the opposite side of the bed until she fell, legs flying in the air. Thud. 
Her breath stumbled over a sob. Her body trembled when she stood to her feet. My captive was leveling the playing field. Please, untie me. We can work together. I frowned and stared at her like she'd lost her mind. I see you don't want money. Did, did someone send you? This shit was priceless. I chuckled without humor. This confused Vivian. Then, like a jump scare, I walked around the bed, about to reach for her when she jetted out the door. I was in hot pursuit and reached her just as she took a step down the stairs. Almost falling, I yanked her back onto the landing. This is lasting way too long. Guess I switched tactics. My fist full of silky red hair, I dragged her to a wall and shoved Vivian up against it. I'm sorry, I... Vivian protested. I raised a finger and the bitch had enough sense to shut the fuck up. Don't try that shit again or I will slit your throat. Now face facts, I'm here to kill you. No, please, I... Her eyes widened. Are you... Trouble, Pharrell? I narrowed my eyes and growled. Yes, you're fucking up with my time frame. Now you're going to come with me quietly, yes? Her eyes filled with tears as Vivian pleaded with me. Please, please, I don't want to die. And the Academy Award goes to. I rifled through my bag. The duct tape was thankfully there. I brought out a piece, tore off. I brought it out, tore off a piece with my teeth and placed it over the whimpering woman's mouth. Then I gripped the woman's bicep, dragging her back to the ensuite. Go for one. What's the status? Nine minutes left, Zan said in my ear. I couldn't answer Prodigy because I had a time holding the sweaty, thrashing body of the redhead. Flipping on the light, the many fixtures sparkled like King Midas touched them. In the center of a room sat a large, square-sided tub with bronze finishes and hand-carved designs. When I reached the tub, I shoved Vivian so hard she hit her head, but she kept wiggling like a fish flopping about on the floor. After deciding to use potassium chloride, I reached into my bag. That shit was potent and quick. Vivian thrashed more when she, when she spotted the needle I held. After pinning her head to the side, I found a large juicy vein. I injected the syringe with a surgeon's precision. Done, I stepped back to watch the woman's struggle with death's icy grip. Futile. About five seconds in, Vivian's body quieted. The pupils of her bright blue eyes dilated, and she stared into the void. One lone tear ran down her cheek. I pulled out a thin white glove, donning it and checking her wrist for a thump. Not feeling one, I gathered my instrument of death, returning it into the small plastic case Prodigy packed. No need to accidentally jab myself. I stretched, glancing at the woman again. Au revoir, Vivian. What'd you use? Xander asked. The mixture you gave me tonight, I said. Good. Xavier said. Go for one, you're cutting it kind of close, aren't you? You giving me lip, GQ? Next time you do it and I'll complain. Xander snickered. Shut up, Zan, Xavier mumbled. I re-slung my bag across my chest and flipped off the light with my gloved hand. And then I pulled it off and donned the goggles again. A brisk walk to the hallway and I made quick work of the stairs. Do we have anything on Bono? Yes, he's in myth more than you are in a strip club, Xavier said. The night club, eh? Yes, your prodigy actually remembered the rifle this time. Jeez, trouble. I'm, I didn't mean, Zan began. 
You're forgiven. What time is it? 3 a.m., Xavier replied. What's for tomorrow? I'm restless. No jobs. I guess that would give me a breather. I can plan more strategically for our next job now that I frowned. Oh, hell. Is it April? I almost forgot my parents. I need to ask to make sure. X, is your birthday coming up? Yes, in three weeks. Damn. Did you forget again? X asked me. Almost. You're getting old. Stuff at GQ. You know you don't have to deal with this alone. Something in X's voice drew me in, as it always did. I didn't respond because outwardly I didn't get emotional. I was an assassin. We eat nails for breakfast. Don't start, X. I'm fine and I mean it. Get ready. I'm heading out. Yes, Treble, Zan said. People say death is the ultimate equalizer, and I am its harbinger. Whether rich or poor, male or female, everyone dies. Well, time flies when you're having fun. Thank you for listening to my book, The Lady of Death. Join me on my website, www.JanaeWritesIt.com, where you can find more things to tickle your fancy. And as always, thank you for listening. Bye-bye.